what we do here is go back, 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 back. You just changed my name to Daddy today. Thank you. Yep. You have Max's bowl on your head as a hat. That's pretty cool. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. We are in the offseason, plain and simple. We got uh, we got some interesting things coming up. Combine's coming up soon. We're in the pre-dog days of summer um, where we are finding content to talk about, and, and there's plenty. There, there's been plenty that has surfaced and a lot of things to jump into. But beforehand, Andrew, you're looking good. You feeling good? I feel great, man. I mean, it's it's nice to not be stressing about a Raider game every week. You know, that is nice. It's also sad, you know, it's also sad. I, it, even though it is the pre-dog days, it also feels like the dog days. It's like just the spring training version of the dog days, which is actually frustrating saying that out loud because the uh, MLB might be on strike. So we might not even get a season, but we're an NFL podcast and we're not going to get into, you know, what those deliberations are all about. But uh, yeah, we got... Um, Definitely some some good events coming up. Combines next week. Got free agency period starting here in about three weeks. And then we get the draft at the end of April. So we will not be content hungry as it will be fed to us over the next two months. Um, I believe that's a saying. But um, yeah, I know uh, we're going to get into basically cover some of the uh, free agent targets for the Raiders. Um, going into this period and also the needs the team has as well as some players that are not under contract um, that we have to decide on whether we keep them or cut them and not cut them it's should they stay or should they go but before we do you know let's talk about and and we usually do this more so towards training camp time but it was a a ripoff of what I mentioned is a whoa big off season which was the Simpson Lefko podcast where it's like oh, check out this crazy training camp highlight. This guy's going to blow up. Now this is just the viral spiral, which is what we turn it into. But the viral spiral of just social media in general. And there have been a few um, topics of note, which um, some big quarterback names, and I know that you had brought this up to me. So give the people a little bit of context of what we're seeing out there just with some, I mean, so, it, sorry, it, just social media. The fact that there's even news around this, you know, is just insane. But that's the awesome it's, it's, part. <laughs> it's the day that, yeah, I guess it's awesome, but it's the day that we live in. So go ahead. Well, it's a hell of a time to be alive, right? And this generation that we live in, social media is everything. Some people take it as uh, the, the given word out of a person's mouth. So uh, first we saw issues with Kyler Murray. Uh, he completely scrubbed everything off of his Instagram uh, that involved him being in a Cardinals jersey. Uh, I think he left two pictures up. I don't remember exactly which ones they were, but people went crazy about that, trying to figure out what that means. And they're actually like, I think like a week after that, or maybe a few days, everything feels so long. But there was a tweet that came out or a, a comment that came out saying that the Cardinals were frustrated with Kyler Murray's leading abilities or his, uh, you know, ability to be a leader, whatever it was. So that was an interesting one. And then most recently, Aaron Rodgers 
stop me if you heard this before, but he is making waves in the headlines for things. So every game, he usually stands between Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams. One game this last season, he didn't play. I think it was against the Niners. You know, he wasn't there. So there was a picture of just Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb with an empty spot in between them. And that's the last picture he posted on his Instagram with this long old thank you letter to a bunch of different people. And it was very much like a he might be retiring. He might be uh, sailing off into the sunset or what have you. And then he goes on the Pat McAfee show and talks about how he has not decided anything about his future and just did what Rogers does and just used a lot of words to to just be like, what? <laughs> What's going on? What did you just say? So any any idea <laughs> going on in your head with all this? Fantastic wow. internet stuff. It, it, I don't know. It's just stupid, in my opinion. It's like, oh, like, I get it, right? I get why it's, a, it's an issue and like... But it, that is the dog days of summer where we have to find something. That, and, and granted, like, it's very intentional of Kyler Murray to scrub his Instagram towards just Oklahoma, you know, whatever stuff. And then it just builds reports on porch or whatever. And then the Rogers thing, it was like he was just showing, I think he just said he was just showing gratitude towards everyone. And that's all it was, even though he was saying everything in past tense, where it was like, I enjoyed the time that we had and yeah. whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I think we're just, we're grasping at straws at some point, but I, I do think that everyone is kind of waiting for Roger's decision to, to or Rogers to make a decision at some point. I think the Kyler Murray thing was a little bit um, out of nowhere because he's someone that's looking for a contract extension, but never once did you think that there was going to be any troubles in paradise there. So I don't know. I, everyone knows I'm pretty new to this social media, Twitter stuff where it's like, I got to, like, oh, that's a thing, you know, but I was, I was just laughing to myself because I'm like, what would it be like in the eighties? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, we went into his locker and he had a bunch of those pictures of his teammates tore those pictures down. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. what, what, what would that be in that sense? You know, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. That's just the day that, that we live in, you know? Yeah. And uh, what's funny is that it's so, you know, as time like moves on from the eighties, the nineties, early 2000s you know you look at these these certain things that happen and you're like man we didn't even see that coming so now everybody's like jumping all over everything to be like see told you that's what that meant like when something like big actually happened so it's kind of just turning into that you know like i called it first type of movement it's great because it so many fantastic things surface you know it's great seeing all these things just happen and people jumping all over it so yeah, well, and, it, and it's really just the quarterback. It's, it's, you don't see, like, you do see that left guard. He, t You know, the backup left guard took one of his pictures down on Instagram from training camp. You know, you don't see that. It's, it's the quarterbacks in the NBA. It's like James Harden is forcing a trade somewhere else because the fact that he liked Pat Beverly's tweet or something like that. And you're just like, whew, might be something there. You just never know. But um, I think with the Roger stuff, it was it's very cryptic, and he's just like, I don't get why everyone reads into this stuff so much. It's like, dude, you do this. Okay. It's like, you know, you know, people are going to react that way. And he's like, like, he's like, I don't know what he's like. I was like on a 12 day cleanse or something. He was like, I was cleansing. So then I had to have, I was just feeling a sense of gratitude. And so I just, even though I had a fiance and we broke up and, and then I have the Packers, which I'm going to break up with them too. And I and remove my, like remove myself from the, not remove, but like take one picture from where it's basically like, Back to the Future, you know, in Back to the Future, where all the 
there's like pictures and then it's like the person just disappears because it's like what would happen if you know what i'm saying are you shocked me on this one it's just an interesting time of of social media of sports nfl is king of all so of course when it's quarterbacks and um you know really franchise and generational talents you're gonna dive into any like or tweet or cryptic thing that they say but I'm not the expert, which is why you brought it up. And you're, you're my eyes. You're my eyes in the sky on that one. So. so it's funny that you bring up the fact that he just went on some weird like cleanse. Listen to what this cleanse was. I'm going to read it out to you because it's not great, right? And I only saw it in the first place because our guy, Matt Miller, tweeted out saying, y'all thought Tom Brady was weird for having avocado ice cream. <laughs> Because he retweeted someone tweeting about the cleanse, right? That actually got deleted because I was trying just now trying to go back and to find it. it. Ended up getting deleted, but found a picture. It starts off with three days of consuming ghee, which is basically a but uh, basically a, uh, like cheese, <laughs> a form of clarified butter, until you evacuate on both ends. Okay. You, you consume ghee for three days. That's how they call it: evacuate. <laughs> it literally says until you evacuate. At both ends. Okay. One day of therapeutic vomiting. No. One day of laxative therapy. Just pear juice. Three days of herb drops in the nose. This is the best one. Many days of enemas. <laughs> not even not even a number, just many just, days. Just many of them. <laughs> the last one is yoga and meditation throughout the whole thing. So that's a rough one to like say, oh, sorry, guys. I tweeted this out because of this cleanse I was on. It's, it's almost like he had to pick the craziest cleanse. He's like, no, we're doubling down on this. We're we're getting in. We are. It's not like, hey, I was juice cleansing for a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sorry, guys. I was keto. Yeah. <laughs> just, I was mid-keto at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about that because a lot of those words I don't even know clearly. But you know, we'll see. We'll see with the Rogers stuff. I think the Kyler Murray stuff is interesting. There have been some reports that came out that he wasn't really viewed as a first in, last out kind of guy. More so, uh, last in, first out. <laughs> that was a report. I'm like, yeah, okay, just the inverse. Got yeah, <laughs> not the way you want it to be. Yeah, exactly. They're saying like, you know, I think there's some rumblings within the organization where they want him to be more of a leader. He feels like um, he's not being taken care of enough as far as he's kind of taken more of the blame than he should um, based on the weapons that they have, what have you. We'll see how that works out. And then you got the Deshaun Watson stuff on the legal side. Russ Wilson keeps saying that he wants to be a Seahawk for life in interviews and then can't help but random reports saying Russ Wilson wants out and these are the four teams he wants to go to. So um, it's going to be a fascinating um, offseason for quarterbacks throughout the NFL, but Let's get into um, more so the free agency preview. Um, before we do that, Mike, tell the people who this episode is brought to you by. Oh, I nailed that one. Absolutely nailed it. Love it. Uh, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still take your shot at a big payday. 
Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text TN Redline. That's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467369. All righty. We are, as mentioned, approaching um, free agency, which I believe is the second week in March. We have the scouting combine, NFL draft combine um, next week. So we'll get into more of the deep dives of each positional ranking on players to target. But as noted, um, free agency does happen prior to the actual NFL draft. And when you're going into the offseason, it's always important to as much as you have certain needs to try to be able to address as or address as many as you can throughout free agency, because then that helps as far as um, who you're going to be targeting into the draft. So, Micah, I have a few lists here, my friend. First, I'm going to outline just a few positions of need for the Raiders entering into this offseason. And you can tell me if you don't agree. Totally fine with that. But wide receiver, offensive line, offensive tackle, um, linebacker, and corner are the four that I've outlined. Do you have any reservations against those four that I've chosen? Uh, nope. I, I feel like that's uh, pretty on par. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So I'm going to go through each each group. I'll let, list the names. Um, and then you tell me maybe one that sticks out to you there as far as needs that we can address in free agency. Granted, salary cap, Derek Carr extension, uh, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, all these different things that were there have been talked about, how much cap space we're going to have. That'll all get figured out, but also um, these guys within reach and definitely Fortunately for the Raiders, they're on the positive side of the total salary cap and and really with a few cuts, which I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, might be able to free up some more more space there. So <clears throat> for the wide receivers, now, number one is obviously Devontae Adams, right? That's factoring in that the Packers don't franchise tag him. Brian Gutekunst, who's the Packers GM, actually was interviewed today and had mentioned that he's not really leaning towards the franchise tag, would rather extend Devontae Adams and give him to this multi-year deal, which would then, I mean, it's, it's a good thing for us because of the fact that they wouldn't just tag him. I believe the franchise tag deadline is March 4th. So they have about a week and a half to do that. And it sounds like if they don't come to a contract extension agreement, then they'll let him pursue free agency. So I kept him on the list and that's kind of like a no dub. Would love to have him, but he's one of the players, um, one of the wide receivers out there. Second one, Chris Godwin. Tampa Buccaneers tore his uh, ACL, unfortunately, towards the end of the year. Um, he's coming into a free agency where he's going to, you know, teams are going to have to evaluate how they view him, um, risk versus reward as far as coming back from an injury, but definitely a top name to consider. Mike Williams, um, wide receiver for the Chargers, 
He is going to explore free agency. It sounds like he is demanding, not demanding, asking for wide receiver one money. Um, now the Chargers do have Keenan Allen. We, it, it's one of those situations where it sounds like they'll let him explore free agency because they either may not value him at that level or may just not have the cap space to do that. But he's a receiver out there. Allen Robinson is the fourth. Um, Chicago Bears, they kind of forced him out. Um, he was someone that started with the Jaguars, moved over to Chicago. He's just had terrible quarterbacks, essentially, his whole um, career outside of Blake Bortles, obviously. And then the fifth, I just added it, it was Brandon Cooks. That's to be a trade. So technically, he is on contract with the Texans, but from all intents and purposes, it sounds like they're going to trade Cooks, Tunsil, and potentially Deshaun Watson, just clean house there. So any of those names that I mentioned stick out to you um, up to this point? Yeah, I think one interesting name that kind of sticks out to me is Allen Robinson in regards to the fact that, you know, he's he's very talented player. We know that he's been able to produce despite the shitty quarterbacks he's had to deal with. I feel like he isn't necessarily going to need to, like, take – number one receiver money um he's he's a top tier talent he can he's been that guy before um, but he also doesn't need to be wide receiver one and he's probably not going to take wide receiver one money so he would be a, a good fit to come in because it's tough when you've got waller who's essentially our number one right and then renfro gets so much touches and he's not the number one but he you know he's gonna get the ball a bunch and he's gonna get they're gonna feed him the ball and so Having someone like a Mike Williams that wants to get paid number one money, but he's not going to come in and be the number one. You know, he's not going to be that number one guy that we go to every single time. And we need that type of talent, but we don't need that type of person who's going to come in and demand to be that guy and, you know, demand that type of money. So I think Allen Robinson's that nice little happy medium of someone who's not going to come in and sit here and try to be like, I need to be number one. I need to get number one money, but can come in and, and play at a very high level. And, Carr would undoubtedly be the best quarterback he's ever dealt with. So, you know, I, I'm sure he would enjoy his time here just as much too. So I think that one, I think you hear a lot about Raiders possibly targeting Godwin. He showed he can play well when he's healthy and whatnot. It is a little rough coming off of that ACL. Now, we don't ACL injury shame on this podcast no, whatsoever. No, we do not. You know, if you've got good people in your corner to help you recover, you know, it can be, it can be a good process, you know, and if he ever needs to talk about that, we can talk about that, but I don't know. I just feel like Mike Williams showed that he could be more than just like run down the field and try to throw it up to him. Um, these last couple of years that they've had Herbert and had the new coaching scheme and whatnot, but I don't know. I just don't know if he's wide receiver one money type of guy, in my opinion. And we're also at a point where it's like, we need that type of talent, but we can't promise anybody that they're going to be wide receiver one, that they're going to be a, a Michael Thomas type person. You know what I mean? Like getting all these touches because they just we spread the ball around so much. And we've got a new coach. We've got a new scheme, a new system and whatnot. But when you look at our offense, it's like it's hard to sit here and say that you're just going to jump in and automatically get more touches than everybody else that's out there. And it's just not the case. So I like the idea of possibly training for Brandon Cooks. Um, I think that the output in which he can bring to a team um, is going to be more than what the asking price might be for him uh, because I believe he is in kind of a contract issue for the Texans. And, you know, he would probably be more beneficial for them to keep than he would be to trade away because he probably doesn't have a huge trade market. But we might be able to go out there and get him maybe for a mid-round pick 
late round pick or something along those lines just so they can off that contract and kind of start to clean house. So I would, I would definitely be intrigued about going down that route um, and at least kicking the tires on what it would cost to get him because he's always been good and he's fast as hell and he can take the top off the defense. And that's kind of what we lost when we lost rugs. And that's kind of, you know, was something that our offense was starting to be able to incorporate and was starting to kind of click on all cylinders when we had that guy that could do that. So, yeah, I would say Allen Robinson and then probably trade for Cooks and then maybe go for Godwin. One, two, three for me. So, you want us to do all, all three of those? No. Then we'd be stacked. <laughs> be hella stacked. No, I get you as far as and, power rankings. And that's also with the assumption that, like, we didn't go out and get Devontae Adams. Obviously, he's the number one if it's even possible. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, th- I think it's, it's one of those things like Devontae Adams, like, no doubt. Obviously, we would love to go get him. Um, the reality of that is is not very high. It is a possibility. Just with the Derek Carr ties with him, might be um, heading out of Green Bay. But I think from there you look at it and you look at like our personnel, like you talked about. You got you got Waller, you got Renfro, who need who need to get you know touches, and then you got Carr, who distributes it all across the field, and then you got McDaniel's, who does a lot with little, you know, usually. And and so that's when it's like more about the price, right? So at the right price. Um, we would love to bring in someone who can be, and it's more about not the wide receiver one necessarily, but kind of just that X receiver, you know, cause we have a Y in, in uh, Waller, we have a Z in Renfro. And so, you know, obviously Godwin did a lot of his work inside Robinson did a lot of his work inside, um, but also is more of, you know, taller, bigger wide receivers that can, um, hi, hello. yeah. What do you think Godwin or Robinson? Okay. I think the other fascinating thing is that um, Cooks has played in McDaniel's system with the Patriots. Another thing I didn't realize, he entered the league when he was 21. He's 28. He's been in the league for seven years. All but two of those years, he's gone over 1,000 yards. So, Brennan Cooks, I think all of them are good options. Obviously, that'd be via trade. And I don't, but I don't think, like you mentioned, the compensation of what we have to give back would be much. And also that he would carry a very high cap. I think it's more about the Texans just cleaning house more than anything as far as not, you know, wanting to, or wanting to deal him in that sense. So I think you go get Adams if you can, if not, let's get someone that can play on the outside. Let's get someone that fits the system um, with McDaniels. So I agree with you. I think it's a good free agency class. It's a good draft class for um, wide receiver and we can address him one or the other. So let's move on to the next um, position of need here, which is I, I put as offensive tackle. I think the glaring need is right tackle, right? But Let's just call it offensive line. Um, so some players that are going to be hitting free agency that are not currently under contract. Teron Armstead, a tackle from the New Orleans Saints. You have Orlando Brown, tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs. They traded for him last year on the last year of his deal. He was coming over from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and then you have Brandon Scherf, um, who's a guard from the Washington Commanders. Commanders, is that the name? Yeah, they are the Commanders. Yeah, I believe so. so. <laughs> and, and the reason I, I mentioned Scherf is because um, – you we have somewhat of a a group that you can kind of mix kind of in, in and out right so if you like hey we can get brandon scherf in here then we can bump someone out to tackle or we can address it in free agency because i don't think right tackle is the only need that we have right on the offensive line i think we can address center we can address guard and obviously right tackle is a big need on the opposite side of colton miller so any of those names um, sound intriguing to you thoughts on addressing this tackle o-line position during free agency yeah, one interesting thing about um, – it's, it's funny you say this because I was 
hanging out with Dan. Shout out to Dan. He he helped me uh, renovate my flooring in my bathroom that needed to be done. He's just all out gem of a man uh, to come to come help me with this. But we were on our way to we're on our way to Home Depot to get some stuff right, and we're we're listening to I don't remember what podcast it was. I believe it was Vince uh, Borisognor, which is definitely not right, but. I just don't know how to pronounce his name anyways. They were talking about um, like tackles and stuff like that. And with Orlando Brown, you know, his big thing was that he wanted to like prove that he was a left tackle. Right. And we have a left tackle. (laughs) You know, we would need a right tackle if we were going to do that. But when you look at the basis of like, okay, why does he want to prove that he can be a left tackle? It's because left tackles get paid the most. They're the most valuable out of the two tackles. Right. But, what if we could just pay somebody left tackle money to be a right tackle? Remember when we brought in, and I know Trent Brown is very sore on a lot of people's minds because that's essentially what we did. We brought in someone to be a right tackle. Um, and there's a lot of talks around saying, you know, when you're playing at a shotgun, you know, the left tackle, you know, the right tackle can be just as important. It's easier for the quarterback to, you know, whatever it is, you know, they see from all angles. But what if we just went and gave him the back? What if we just went and gave him the bag and said, look, we're going to pay you to be a right tackle. Like, let's be realistic. You only want to prove you can be a left tackle because you want left tackle money. We'll give you the bag and play right tackle because we already got a left tackle. And then all of a sudden our I'm line. Sorry, turned... Is that confirmed that that's why he wanted to prove to be left tackle? Is that what he was saying? Yeah. So the um, he didn't because he was he was with the was with the, the Ravens, right? Got it. I think they wanted to like. We wanted, to move him right. To right. Yeah. we wanted to move him to right tackle and he was like no i'm not going to do an extension i'm a left tackle mm-hmm. i want to prove that i can be a left you know it's like i you know he kind of like left or i don't know if they traded him whatever it ha- whatever mm-hmm. happened but he he didn't want to sign an extension because they, they traded him to, him to the chiefs yeah yeah he wanted he wanted to stay a left tackle and he wasn't going to take an extension to move to right tackle Got it. because he believes he's a left tackle he wants to play left tackle and it's all because of the money, right? You would assume that's all because of the money. What's the difference if the money's not an issue, right? So yeah. I don't know. I With the whole line situation, I honestly feel like if Good was healthy last year, it would have been so much – we would have had so much better of a line than we did this year, and it would have been able to kind of be moved around. I think, yes, we need to address some of those things. I don't think we need to go out and just like – sell the farm um, yeah. to bring one person in. I say the whole Orlando Brown thing, like jokingly. Um, but at the same time, it's like good can play guard and tackle. And he played tackle very well. Granted, he fucking tore his knee apart. Um, so will he be that? But also, you know, it, we didn't get to see what the line looked like with that. And mm-hmm. I think having him there at guard and or tackle next to Leatherwood would have like, changed so many things and been a lot better for him for Leatherwood to kind of advance so it's hard for me to kind of address it in regards like do we need to like make this a main focus and go all out mm-hmm. definitely needs to be a focus I don't think we need to go drop the bag on anyone specific or try to go out there and name, land the hottest biggest name um, at tackle because one it's more than just tackle that we need we just need offensive help in general but mm-hmm feel like with good you can kind of go either way because like you got to figure out what you want to do with leatherwood right but i think those two playing next to each other could be very good that being said we don't have depth behind that so it's like 
you want to go out and get somebody that will start and then, you know, good and Leatherwood and all those people will kind of rotate in as depth people, or do you want to trust that they can make it happen and stay healthy and go in and get death people behind them? So I don't know out of your list. I'm just saying Brown's intriguing to be like, mm-hmm. fuck it, just give them the bag. And then we well, it's cause, and he's young leave. too. I mean, yeah, he's 25, 26, you know, it's like he, you give him, you know, top end money and you got Miller, and, and Brown, and, and you can really flip Miller to the right side. That's where he started his rookie year too, right? Um, so it, it's, it's one of those things that it would make sense, but I, I think you also look at Cincinnati Bengals might give him the actual bag because they need the most help of all time on the Absolutely. offensive line. But yeah, I think it's definitely a position that for the right price, um, and, and those are just the top three players that I saw out there. There's a lot of, you know, there's Dwayne Brown, who's an older guy from the Seahawks who is entering free agency where it's like, hey, that could be a one-year thing we could draft someone, you know, whatever, like the cap hit wouldn't be that big. Anyways, there's a lot of room to explore there, but let's get into the corners here, which is really a a position of need for us. We're going to get into this, but um, there's Casey Hayward is expected to, obviously he came over on a one-year deal, one of our better corners this year. So currently free agency has it where, um, or sorry, the the current list of cornerbacks entering free agency of JC Jackson, um, New England Patriots, Stefan Gilmore, former Patriots, he was traded to the Panthers um, this year. And then you have Carlton Davis corner out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Any of those names, I mean, really it's a big, big year for corners. It, it's really a big year for corners free agency and for NFL draft. So the Raiders are in a good spot. But for those um, current free agents that are under not under contract right now, any of those names stick out to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you do everything you can to go pull in Jackson. The New England ties and, and Gilmore would be great too, but Jackson is such a such an elite player for them and, and a great cornerback for them. Uh, you know, having McDaniel here, familiar face, might be a little easier to bring him in and lure him into Las Vegas. So if we're talking free agency, I think you do anything and everything you can to go bring him in, um, in my opinion. Outside of that, uh, I'd be fine if Gilmore came as well. I mean, he, by all accounts, was the best cornerback you know, at the beginning coming into the last se- last season. So, you know, would be great to have him over here too as well. I, you know, Hayward, I believe, will probably leave. I don't know how much they plan on sitting there and, and trying to retain them, um, especially because of free agents, draft stuff. They're probably just going to be like, yeah, well, maybe we'll give you a, a, an okay offer or whatnot. But I feel like they'll let him walk. I'm sure he wants to walk. But I think you go after Jackson. I think you do what you can to to go after Jackson and, and really entertain the idea of trying to lure him over. Draft as always. I mean, we've got such a young crew already. I think a big part would be getting someone like a Jackson or Gilmore in to help with that. We saw what Casey Hayward helped with. You know, we talked about that veteran presence, but can't go wrong with, you know, bringing in young talent to to develop. So as far as free agents are concerned, throw the bag of Jackson try to get Gilmore too, if you can, or, you know, one or the other. No, I mean, I, I'd love to have both of them, but yeah, you look at it and, you know, the biggest difference is, is Jackson has been, you know, him and Gilmore were um, on, on the opposite ends in new England for a you know, a while. And, but yeah, Gilmore is just five years older than him. Right. So you look at Jackson as someone that, Hey, he'll get a bigger, a bigger deal. Right. Which probably be in the, the year, you know, three to four year deal, right around 18 to 20, you know, and, and people, not people forget, but don't forget that obviously McDaniels comes from New England, but Patrick Graham, um, he came from New England and that was when they did draft JC Jackson. 
and also when uh, Stephon Gilmore came over from the Buffalo Bills. So like you said, the familiarity, it's it's really a, it's a recruiting piece. You know, there's a lot of reason to pull them over, especially from what the reports have been is that New England hasn't contacted J.C. Jackson about um, either a franchise tag or extending him. So his he seems to feel like they don't value him as much. It's kind of odd that the Patriots would trade Stephon Gilmore without thinking that they are going to win you know, going to lock up JC Jackson for the future. So we'll see there. But for me, you know, obviously things are going to shape out, but you could easily franchise tag Casey Hayward. And then you could bring in, you know, you could, I mean, or, or you could resign for or Casey Hayward. You don't have to franchise tag him. And because he's 32, right. It's like, what's he really going to get on the open market? You know, another one-year deal. He's going to get $7 million, $8 million. That's not even, that. that's not much. So you could really just either franchise him or you could just bring him back on a two-year deal, get him with a team that he really not blew up, but he he uh, regressed when he was on the Chargers and really kind of obviously Gus Bradley helped out a lot, right? But elevated him to being one of the you know better cornerbacks in the NFL. So I don't think Carlton Davis leaves Tampa Bay, but I think you get centered in on that the Patriots, you know, present and the past of of Gilmore, um, and just try to bring on one of those guys. So. Um, and then, and then, then you have the Trayvon Mullen coming back off injury. Then you have Nate Hobbs, where you can really just bring him and use him as a weapon. You know, you can use him as a safety, you can use him as a linebacker, nickel corner, what have you. So, um, I think it's going to give the Raiders a lot of options. And also, his cornerback class is definitely something that I think we, you will see that the Raiders do end up jumping on in the first round or two. So, now, last segment for for everyone here. This is. The current Raiders that are not under contract set to hit free agency. Mike, I'm just going to rapid fire um, and ask you, do we retain? Well, do we stay or do we go? Do we bring them in, make sure that they stay, or do we let them go? But I'm going to give you a number. Okay, I'm going to give you the deal, the contract. Do you sign them at that or do you gotcha. let them walk and test free agency? So Sounds good. Casey Hayward, another one-year deal, potentially two, two-year deal. But do you bring him back? If he wants to test the market, he wants to get a multi-year deal. He's 32, 33, but played pretty dang well this past year. Two years, $16 million. Do you bring back Casey Hayward? The one-year deal is pretty easy. Sorry to cut, cut you off, but you know that's why I gave you two years. Yeah. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no. I think your money could be better spent in free agency, and there's such a good draft. You know, There's, there's a lot of talent in the draft. Like, Take your chances there. I mean, you can get them for 15. 14 and a half or 15 of the two years, you know, maybe just pull a trigger on that. But okay. what about one, one at one at nine, one at nine, I'd be willing to, <laughs> be willing <laughs> right. to do. just cause yeah, I mean, it's you're like two at 15 sounds good. And then the one at, you know, and the one at nine sounds good, but the two at 16, 17, you know, that doesn't sound as good. It know? doesn't sound as good. No. <laughs> uh, obviously it has to do with what our current cap situation is, but to your point, take your run at the draft. We've got different guys coming back. Do you want to, give eight nine million dollars to someone who's aging who you know could be regressing but yeah, yeah. and there's, Very- next year there's so much money we got to give out for people <laughs> like this this time next year is going to be a hell of a hell of a segment for sure um depending oh, yeah. on you know when extensions if extensions get given out before that but yeah good point marcus Mariota, stay or go one year nine million dollars him and Casey Hayward, two for 18. <laughs> yeah, bundle deal. 
Mariota, um, man. And so I believe we brought Mariota on a two-year deal. He's a free agent this year. Well, he is a free agent. Um, But I think we brought him in like and paid him seven or eight million dollars. So now it's like if he hits free agency, does he get a one-year deal? Does he get um, a multi-year deal for a team that just really needs a quarterback? You know, so I'll just say bring him back. And then nine million dollars is a lot for a backup. One year, nine mil. Mariota. To be honest with you, I'm going to say yes. And here's why. And it's with where the Raiders are at, right? They are, by all accounts, McDaniels and them are coming in, trying to pick up where we left off. I don't, you know, is Peterman still going to be here? Who knows? Gruden's not here. So I don't even know if Peterman's still on the roster (laughs) ever since Gruden left. Didn't know if he was still on the roster after that, if he left with him. But keeping him around for one year as things start to get settled with Ziegler and, and McDaniels, and then, like, you know, maybe see what they do in the draft or what have you. I think that's a safe thing to do. Nine is a lot to give him, right? Nine is a lot to give him. But McDaniels could definitely utilize Mariota um, and be able to at least get get $9 million worth of effort out of him throughout the season. While also, if Carr goes down, we've got somebody that can jump in and it's not going to be such a giant drop-off. Uh, from you know starter to backup in regards to being able to just keep good things going. So I think the safety net of keeping Mariota on top of the fact that McDaniels can steam stuff up for him and maybe we'll actually get to see what we wanted for so long of like Mariota packages and you know him getting involved in different more ways than we saw. So for the sake of this exercise, I'm gonna say taking it. Yeah, I I wouldn't touch that with the fucking. I know, I know. I tried to justify it. (laughs) No, no, and it makes sense. It's not that like I'm right. I'm saying like it makes sense as far as why there's a reason to keep him, especially with the security he gave us. But also, it's just one of those things that like, man, that's a chance to cut seven mil off. Um, I think McDaniel's as much as he is smart, I don't think he's a gimmicky Sean Payton type um, necessarily. But it's going to be interesting because I tell I think Mariota gave us a lot of. Um, explosiveness security if Carr got hurt or just to kind of, hey, get a big first down, get a touchdown, things like that. I think it's great. $9 million, I, I don't know if I'd do it, you know, but, um, and I think looking at PFF, it looks like, you know, they're projecting him right around the eight, eight and a half mil per year. Same conversation. I think there's a decent chance he gets some, he gets some interest on the market too. Like, I could see someone giving him a two year deal just like the Raiders did. You yeah. Know, I could see the Niners giving him a two year deal, cutting bait with Jimmy G and then bringing along. Trey Lance, you know. It was also maybe even the Packers if Rodgers leaves. If they, you know, I mean, they, you know, Jordan loves their guy, obviously, but, you know, I feel like Mariota's got this weird value on the market right now where he can just start kicking off two year contracts for the rest of time. It'd be like the Kirk Cousins of a free agent where he just gets two years guaranteed and he just rolls from, you know, from team to team. Yeah, it's uh, um, Sam Bradford getting traded for a first round pick. <laughs> Just yes, every every time he gets traded, <laughs> or the the Chase Daniels. Have you seen Chase Daniels' total earnings compared mm-hmm. to like snaps he's taken? <laughs> That's we not... should look that up. <laughs> how much money he's made based off how many actual snaps he's taken is insane. That's because he's just the backup quarterback that makes you feel good, you know. Anyways, moving on. So we got um, another free agent here. I, I'm actually just going to combine two people right now. Um, two wide receivers, Zay Jones, Deshaun Jackson. Which one are you keeping? Which one are you letting go? 
Hmm, that's right. I'm not even going to give you a figure. I'm just going to make yeah. you pick between the two. Picking between the two, man. I don't know. I think you keep Zay Jones too. He's younger. Maybe McDaniels could get more out of Deshaun, um, and I would have liked to seen Deshaun get more involved. I don't know. Carr's just got a rapport with Zay Jones, and you know, so many people like him as much as Raider Nation like hates him. Most of them do. You know, a lot of people in the building like him, including your starting quarterback. They're on a big like summer no shirts program. I don't know. I guess you just keep Zay Jones because he's younger and he's actually a relatively good run blocker too. So, yeah, he he's a he's a team guy, and I think you keep him over Deshaun because Deshaun wanted to be traded from the Rams because he wasn't getting the ball enough, and they happened to win the Super Bowl. He actually got comped for that, which is he great. got a ring, didn't he? I I, I think he got a ring because it was this he, year because he played he got, more than half the games or something like that. Well, yeah, I think it was middle of the year. Roughly, or like uh, the first quarter of the year, something like that. But he was I'm getting sure like playoff bonuses for them winning. You know, anyways, yeah. Deshaun's going to want to. I mean, he's older, so he's going to want to go somewhere where we can get touches or try to win a championship. Which, is, especially with the connection with Carr and Zay Jones, it makes sense why they would go that route. Last one here, KJ Wright. Okay, now a lot of people. I mean, on the stat, like stat book, stat sheet, not really a big impact for the Raiders this past year, but he was really out on the field a lot. Um, and I think it had a lot to do with the Gus Bradley system, but someone that was, you know, they would kind of move around, set the edge, play that backer role. Um, he's a little bit older. Does he stay or does he go, Micah? I think he goes. It's such a weird time right now, right? Because we got this brand new DC coming in and, you know, he's different than what we've, what we've had in a new age. And you don't know how he, what he's going to get out of certain people, but KJ Wright just seems so like kind of big and slow for us um, when he played and like, he made plays at the line of scrimmage, which was great, but he just, I don't know. It just didn't seem, it seemed very underwhelming watching him and in the games that you saw him in and whatnot. And you just, for a long time, I was like, he's just working on getting back into game shape. And it was like, Nope, he's just, a big person now and it's just not not really that fast so i don't know i think you let him walk see you know what you can do within the draft free agency what have you with the people you have mcdaniel's already talked about how you basically your base defense is a nickel you know depend you know, regardless of what you talk about it so more than likely there's going to be more linebackers on the field than there are corners we've got linebackers that are better than him so yeah, agreed. I think I think he was just a, an acquisition from you know, because of the scheme, because of Gus Bradley. Didn't have much of an impact. Ultimately, an older guy that didn't really show show up as much on film as you would liked. Um, way to cut bait. He's I think he's 32, 33, going to hit the market. And for a linebacker that is older, people forget. But that um, that concludes the list. So those are currently the Raiders under contract that um, we're going to see how it pans out with free agency going over the list of you know, positional needs, wide receiver, offensive line, corner, linebacker, not not a, not a lot of names out there but for the linebackers, but really a good free agency class for positions of need um, for the Raiders and also um, in the draft as well. So going to be exciting and definitely a good time for us to, to really build this, uh, build this roster, build our personnel um, and kind of take that next step. But that's all I got, Raider Nation, until next time. Love you guys. Peace out. Stand up. Sit down. It's the off season. Sit down. Stay down. And then stand up when the draft is there and boo our draft pick. You know, that's kind of what we like to do. But peace. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review.
Uh, give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go check out the website, RaiderTakePodcast.com. Go follow us on YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, what did I just say? Go watch us on YouTube. We hope you all enjoy this. Um, we will start to get into more free agent stuff. I actually meant to mention it earlier, but on the next podcast, um, I'm going to have a little segment of my own where I touch on a thing called uh, the void year strategy when it comes into these contracts. It's a new thing. Um, I just started kind of like hearing rumbles about it on Twitter. And I think it's something that's going to start becoming a, a big thing. Um, it kind of has been something that teams are kind of implementing a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting thing for us to look forward to and look into as these free agent contracts start bubbling. So get ready for some contract talk, but Hope you guys enjoyed it. We will see y'all next week. Hey.